The Gadget Guy on Cambridge 105 Radio. And we welcome Lawrence and we welcome back Rob after a, a um, an extended break. Yes, ran away to uh, warmer climes. <laughs> today's felt a little bit on the uh, on the chilly side by comparison. A warmer climate. Royston is so cold in Cambridge today. Yes, very true. Need need to fly south for the uh, for, for the winter. Uh, anyway, welcome along to the Gadget Guide, and we're going to be talking about Christmas wish lists. And, uh, yes, all of our. Um Things that we found that are quite cool gadgets for 2017, uh, things you might want to consider buying, right up to things that, yeah, we'd all, all like to aspire to. We, we'd love, but probably aren't going to arrive under the Christmas tree. Not, Not this year, at least. necessarily. Some of them aren't actually available just yet. You've got to throw lots of lots of money at them, and then maybe you'll get them soon. OK, so first of all, a quick look at the technology news. And Bitcoin... This has been in the news, and we, we cyber currency yes. that has been around for what, six quite years, a quite a while years? now. But if you look at the graph, so Bitcoin, if you're not aware, it's it's what's called a cryptocurrency, and the idea behind it is to get rid of the traditional financial institutions, get rid of centralized banks, national uh, national country, uh, currencies, a lot of the regulation around the financial industry. Mm-hmm. And decentralise it. So, so, have you ever bought Bitcoin? I've not done no. Okay, which I, I I might be kicking myself I, at least for the next few days. I found it was the easiest way to send my folks in South Africa some money. And so, this is an interesting. It's very much a cross-border yeah. uh, idea. Because I could I could buy Bitcoin in the UK and then sell Bitcoin in South Africa. Okay, all online. Now, th- this is interesting because there there are two bits to Bitcoin, or two parts maybe, uh, to Bitcoin. There, There is the buying and selling, much as you would go to your usual bureau de change. There's online equivalents of that, where you can take your traditional currency, convert it to or from these cryptocurrencies. And there's also something called mining, uh, which is effectively, much like you might mine for gold, you can discover it. Um, and you can discover it by making your computer do work. Um, now, that when they designed Bitcoin originally, they, they designed this, this system of proof of work. You have to prove that your computer has done a certain amount of work so that as the currency gets older, as more of it gets discovered, it gets incrementally more difficult to discover more of it. So there's a finite supply of Bitcoin. Um, initially, it was quite easy to discover. So if you, if you got in there very early, you probably got quite a bit. Now, very much more difficult, more expensive in terms of electricity uh, and, and computer hardware. It's now in the last month, really, the value in real terms currency has gone through the roof. Um, it's if, now nearly ten thousand pounds. Yeah, sixteen th- more than sixteen thousand US dollars to the Bitcoin at the moment. Um, so about twelve thousand pounds. Yeah, uh, on, that, that's buying Bitcoin. Yes, S- selling, of course, like all currency exchanges, selling you tend there to is a spread than buying. Yeah. Now let's compare that to the start of two thousand and seventeen. There, it was sitting at the hundreds of dollars to the Bitcoin. Yep. So we've seen a tenfold increase in value. Uh, there was an interesting statistic that I, I saw from someone the other uh, the other day, which is that if it gets to $400,000, which of course seems like a big jump, that's 40 times the value, but that's only what we've seen in 2017. The price, the value of all the Bitcoin that exists in, in the world at the moment will exceed the value of all gold. Interesting. That, exceeds, uh, that exists in the world. Or, well, all gold that has been mined. The, the, yes, 
yeah, yeah. In, in circulation. I'm actually quite intrigued now because sometimes on the business news channels, uh, particularly at weekends when they don't really have too much to show, they, they get get as far as giving you the coffee prices. So I'm just kind of wondering, really, I don't it's know, if, if they are starting or maybe should start to, to slip in Bitcoin at some point. Well, it's interesting because the Wall Street Journal um, actually declared it a commodity back in 2013. So that's yeah. four years ago, December 2013. Um and I seem to remember that they they've actually said that it's on the whole, and this is this is going back to March. Um, they said that it's looking more stable than gold as a commodity. I think that is likely to have changed. But it, go, for the it, go, it goes up and down a bit. Seventeen thousand this morning, fourteen thousand later on. That's yes, a, that's a bit of a and ride, it does isn't fluctuate. It? But of course, so do other currencies. Mm. Now, of course, you might think, well, it's a currency that's all online and stuff. So, what can you do with it? Well, actually, you can spend it in Cambridge at uh, the, the likes of the Devonshire Arms. Yep, haymakers. Um, you can Yo su- uh, your sushi, and also the Mill Road Butchers. Yes. So yeah, there are actual retail establishments that will take Bitcoin. Now. Yeah, is this a bubble? Is the the obvious question that that everyone's asking? Possibly. Um, possibly. Uh, and the answer is, yeah. On on the one hand, you know, if you, it, it's a typical commodity in the sense that there is this by design, there is a finite supply of it. Yeah. In the same way as there is gold, you okay, you can make more gold, but it's <laughs> generally far more expensive than buying gold. Um, so there's a finite supply of it. So if the demand goes up, then the value is going to go up. Um, on the other hand, these you know, these, these enormous uh, increases in value that we've seen this year, maybe that's not sustainable. Um, there's also a much broader argument about whether this lack of regulation that is inherent to the design is a good thing. Yeah. You know, actually, we've got a load of financial regulations around our banking industry. Maybe that's yeah. That, that, there's a good reason that we have that. Uh, maybe it's not perfect, but you know, is a fully unregulated market actually a a, a good thing for 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 us as uh, as a civilization? I, th- I think the challenge is that the regulations are not consistent across the world. I, exactly, and if you, know, you have I mean, a the the reason I used Bitcoin to send some cash to my folks was. I didn't have to go through any major banking regulations. They didn't have to uh, fight with the uh, authorities on why they were receiving money from the UK. But if you flip that around, okay, so you're sending money to your folks and that, that's fine. You, you know, no doubt have uh, have no nefarious intentions. But you can make the same argument for, hang on, that means someone can use this for money laundering. Yep. And there's no comeback. Yep. There's no way of, of easily tracking that. There's no way of stopping that. Um, certainly, there's a, a big history in in terms of Bitcoin being used for purchase of illegal substances, mm-hmm. weapons, drugs, so on. Um, all undesirable. There's another interesting side from the technology point of view, which is that because of this concept of proof of work, um, to prove that you've you've made a transaction with Bitcoin, you have to do computational work. And if you scaled up the number of transactions that Bitcoin does, uh, or that are done on the blockchain, to the sort of values that we see Visa and MasterCard and American Express processing, that would require more electricity than the entire world's current electricity consumption. (laughs) Now, is this environmentally a good thing to do? They are saying that yeah, Bitcoin is potentially uh, a pollutant now it, because it of the really of electricity. Is. It really is by design. Yeah, and that's the interesting thing. It's not that they haven't got very good at it yet, and the implementation will get better. By design, it requires ele- electrical input. And, and you've got me thinking now. What, what's best for the environment? Going to buy a newspaper or reading it in online from its uh, website? Uh, online because of the amount of actual resources it costs to produce paper, ink. 
print it, deliver it. And okay. of course, you could always read it on your Kindle, which doesn't require very much power to keep it keep it alight. I don't have a Kindle. Ah, well, maybe you should add that to your uh, your Christmas gadget list. Possibly. <laughs> gadget list. <laughs> so there uh, we go. Other things in the tech news. Um, a little bit of an enhancement from the Hilton group of hotels. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, this is their Hilton Honours app, isn't it? Yes, yeah, so Hilton Honours has been around for quite a long while. It is their point system, like AMRs. You can, earn, uh, you can earn points when you stay in the hotel. So you get points per night that you stay points per dollar that you spend or pound that you spend. What you can do with those points is you can spend them on stays in hotels. Yep. In the UK, because we don't have a lot of um, ways of spending money, they opt out for giving you them as cash as John Lewis vouchers. That's fair enough. So I know I've yep. had several hundred pounds of John <laughs> Lewis Julian's looking excited about in, that. <laughs> in Hilton Honours points. In the US, two stays to achieve silver. <laughs> in the US, you can... Uh, order goods from catalogues and so on. Anyway, John Lewis is, is I think, quite a nice way to get rewards. Um, yeah, the more you stay, the more you go up in tier points. But, of course, everyone wants an app these days. So the Hilton Honours app now lets you do things like open your hotel door. So that means you don't need those room keys anymore. Especially if you're like me, and for some reason I manage to magnetise room keys in my pocket fairly regularly, and the number of times I've walked from my room back to reception. Can you please redo <laughs> my key? I, I, did, I, did, I did that this week. The yeah. reason being is I have a little pocket in my, my mobile phone case, yeah. which is credit card size. So, of course I'm going to put my hotel it, key there. It, it's amazing that credit cards can survive that sort of treatment, but hotel keys can't. But anyway, um, so besides that, they've now added what we starting to we've been talking about for a couple of years now is smart home type features to your hotel room which if you think about it is fairly logical so turning the lights on lights setting the temperature on, changing the tv channel picking some music yeah all those sort of things that we've been talking about doing in your smart home well you know hotels are a nice captive place to do it yep they can obviously invest in all the infrastructure to drive these things so why not make it a smart room yeah, very good. Um, so some of you know it's basically like having your Amazon Echo being able to uh, ask your Echo to do things. I'm not going to say the keyword. Uh, hey, sorry. Um, but yeah, you can ask your room to do things like open the blinds, change the heating, all those sort of useful things. All very handy if you're yeah. going to an unfamiliar hotel and you don't want to figure out how to, you know, where the light switch is and how to drive yet another air conditioning. And system. even integrating things like Netflix, so you'll be able to say, "Find me a movie on Netflix." That's Blondie at Cambridge 105 Radio. Always touched by your presence, dear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Gadget Guide. <laughs> and uh, Christmas gifty type yes, ideas. So we, started, so. <laughs> we started with things under £25 or thereabouts. So this is the stocking fillers, really, yes, isn't it? For, yes. yeah, a little extra bits that you so can... how about a light-up unicorn bath plug? What now? <laughs> <laughs> all of those words mean something, but but just not, pretty much not expect, any com you didn't combination. Didn't expect that in a in a sentence together, did you? No, uh, no color it, it changing, could be worse. <laughs> even better, color changing unicorn bath plug light up. Oh, okay. So this this looks like it's a sort of a, a float that goes above the bath plug rather yes. than the plug itself. And yes. it just could be quite painful if you have that sitting in the actual plug hole and then you get in the bath <laughs> the wrong way around. Do you sit? Yeah, towards the plug hole or away from the plug I, hole? I have a shower. <laughs> it's much easier. Uh, I, I can't remember what the convention is. So, so should, or towards. Should, should you but desire anyway. one of these 
colour-changing unicorn bath plugs. You can get it from Firebox for £8. Right. Um, yes. Just what everyone <laughs> always wanted, I'm sure. Uh, moving swiftly onwards. Uh, how about the original Rubik's Cube? Oh, now that's that's more like it. Yeah, I thought that would be uh, yeah. something that would, would certainly uh, tickle your fancy. Uh, Julian, Rubik's Cube? I remember the Rubik's Cube. I can only ever do the first two levels to it, though. I couldn't really do the, the final batch. I was stuck on those. Well, one of my do- colleagues has one on his desk with a post-it note above it saying, please unsolve me, and then he puts it <laughs> do, back. Do you know that you should be able to solve it from any combination in less than 30 moves? I know how you're supposed to do it. It's, 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 the, the, it's the bit of doing it to have the trouble. So, John Lewis, £9.75. Oh, very good. There oh, you go. Bad actually. Buy one of those with your uh, Hilton Honours points, maybe. Yep. Um, moving up in price, how about a whole computer? Yes, I'll, I'll take a whole twenty five pounds. Yep. This uh, has got to be the Raspberry Pi. It's a Raspberry Pi Zero W. Okay, so the W is wireless. It's yes. got Wi-Fi on so it. So it has Wi-Fi, so you still have a network connection. And because most people these days have wireless, it's a whole computer with built-in wireless. Now, I know it does take us... This is our under £25 budget. I know it takes us slightly over. I think if I was going to be doing this as your first Raspberry Pi, mm-hmm. I would actually push the boat out a little bit and go for the full Pi 3. Yes. Because that does give you a much more powerful And probably processor. one of the kits that gives you all the cables and widgets and an SD That's card true. so that you've got everything to actually go with straight Exactly. Away. It's like the battery is not included thing. You want your SD card included yeah. in your power supply. So, yeah, you can start with a Pi Zero from £15.60. Okay, let's go up to a... going up to Pi Yeah, £50 budget. Okay, what can we do? Now, now? last year's favourite, the Amazon Echo Dot. So this uh, is the miniature version the of the miniature Home one, Assistant. The, the hockey puck-sized and shaped little uh, speaker and digital assistant. Yep. Little black box. You might want it to look a bit nicer than a little black box. Oh, get all covers and stuff. Have released a whole lot of covers, and oh, the covers cool. are seventeen pounds. Oh, that's not bad. And they come in a variety of colours. So you've got things like Bordeaux leather, and it is actual real leather. Oh, okay. Uh, so a, a nice, nice on your coffee table. Cut, yeah. yeah. Uh, charcoal fabric, denim, uh, midnight leather, black, uh, saddle tan leather, and sandstone fabric. Ah, very so nice. A bunch of options. Well, it, if you don't want to go Amazon. Presumably some of the other providers around as well, Google? So Google have now got, so we're moving to the £50 bracket, Google have got the Google Home Mini, which is Google's answer to the Amazon Echo Dot, £49. So this allows you to say, OK Google, to your house and have things work, things do responsive stuff, things answer questions, you can ask it to do Google searches, you can ask it to put things in your diary send an email, tell you what's in your diary. Are there any substantial differences between the two? Or are there just the usual case where one does 8 out of 10 things, the other does 8 out of 10 things? And they're a different 8. Yeah, precisely. Obviously, the Google one is going to be more tied into the Google ecosystem. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, You know, you can't ask the Google one to order you something from Amazon. Whereas you can ask the Amazon Echo products to order you something from Amazon. You can't ask the Amazon Echo TV type one to get YouTube anymore. No, that's a little spat between Google and Amazon that I hope they resolve on who can have what the other products on their devices. Um, So the Amazon Echo Dot itself is also £49, no surprise. Um, Moving on to to Bluetooth speakers. Yes, I I like this one. This this is the Anker Soundcore 2. Uh, It's a little, it looks like a a sort of a chunky chocolate bar. I have, yes, Yes. and I absolutely love it. Got got it with me now, in fact. They're pretty Um, decent sound. They are amazing. It's about the size of a sort of a chunky chocolate bar. How long does the battery last? Forever. Okay. I haven't charged it yet. <laughs> I got Charges it on a, a micro USB. Yes, like I got it for my birthday in August. I think it's meant to do 24 hours constant playback. And so I just... 40 quid? 40 quid. 
So Absolute bargain, and it sounds great. Bluetooth headsets available. So JBL have a uh, Bluetooth headset for £49, so we can still come in under 50 quid for a decent name-brand Bluetooth headset, not something you've never heard of. Uh, YubiKey, an interesting little device. This is a two-factor authentication device to add to your computer security. For the security-conscious Christmas wristless. £48. Very good. Now, Should we move, move up a level? to the higher yeah. budget. So we're going anywhere between 50 and £200, and we're into uh, slightly more beefy Bluetooth speakers, the Ultimate Ears range. Okay. So they've got several in their range. I looked at the Roll 2, which is a waterproof floating Bluetooth speaker. Oh, nice. Great so if you're outdoors. You. Yeah. Excellent. That starts at £55, Amazon and John Lewis. Um, they've got the Ultimate Ears Boom 2, which is £95. These ones are quite loud. If you thought yours was loud, yeah. these are louder. You can also pair multiple ones to your oh, same so device. You have them you around have the house ra- or around yes. the room. Very good. So you can increase your volume. They're also nearly in destructible and waterproof so great to look out for the ultimate ears range very Ma- good how about Meccano yeah good old fashioned we've had the uh, we've had the Rubik's Cube let's have some yeah, Meccano well. have a Lego next so the Meccano Mecha Spider is a robotics discovery kit from Meccano and this allows you to build a robotic spider what sort of age range um they 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 list an age range, which when you read the reviews, a lot of the reviewers have said, yeah, the age range I'd suggest is probably going to be better from a keen, really enthusiastic 10-year-old, but more like a 13-year-old. Oh, okay. Quite a lot of good mechanical requirements. A challenging build is what all of the reviewers have said. So it's not something for your under 10s generally. Possibly not something for me either. It's too challenging. Uh, so it, it might get you going, but £127 gets you a uh, a Meccano robot kit. Now, I'm while we're talking about robot kits, of course, it's the new Star Wars film yep. coming out in a few days' time. Yep. Um, got your tickets yet? Not yet. Oh, we're, we're booked in with work. So, if you're a fan of all things Star Wars, there is the Star Wars Droid Inventor Kit. Uh-huh. Uh, this basically seems to be a kit to build an R2-D2. <laughs> that you then control. So it, it's it's sort of Lego. It's sort uh, of Lego. Now, on Lego, you can get the Lego Death Star. Exactly. It's about £700. Exactly. This one, a mere £100 uh, on Amazon. Build an R2-D2, control it from your smartphone. How cool is that? <laughs> that that's my Star Wars gadget of the, the year. The Lego store has got discounts on lots of things at the moment. Actually, the Death Star's uh, £355. I thought Total I bargain. Mistaken. Put yeah. it on the list right now. Um, yeah, Lego. Uh, worth signing up for the Lego VIP program. There's points and rewards and all sorts of good things there. Um, into the, the lot higher budget stuff. So this is everything over to This is the stuff we're looking for, yes. right? So yeah. for, 4K telly. Oh, okay, so yes. Ultra HD. Yep. So these are start. These have dropped in price quite a lot, starting from about four hundred and fifty pounds for a forty-two inch, forty to forty-two inch range. You can't get smaller four K tellies because it's not. It's worth not worth doing it. Doing it. The Mind if they did say that about H- standard HD um, initially, and then and they then changed, changed their minds, and, and you now yeah. get that on the phone. Um, you can watch so Blue Planet two from from start to finish um, yeah. in four K as of last episode. I, I saw a, a tweet the other day. I, I'm pretty sure that it's not true. Um, I saw a tweet saying that apparently the uh, the, the economic output uh, or the exports of Blue Planet 2 are coming close to the exports of our automotive industry in the UK. Nice. <laughs> I don't think that's necessarily fact-checked. So, having a 4K telly, how about uh, being able to create footage for it in 4K? This is drones. Yes, the DJI Mavic Pro. The, I do like this one. It's now coming in in three figures, so £975 that's will get you one of these. That's the starter edition. You probably want to go for the 
slightly bigger kits than the 975. And the Flymore. You want the Flymore, which includes a, a bunch of spare batteries because batteries never last long enough. Um, so you want to spend probably about 1200 if you're going for a, a drone. Now you're really expensive ones. Yeah, I'm, th- this is what, if, Neil, if you're listening in Studio B, I'll have one of these, please. It's the Tesla Roadster, available to pre-order now. It's okay, it's only a $5,000 upfront credit card payment. You have to pay the other uh, $245,000 within 10 days, just in time for Christmas. And last but not least, if you go to virgingalactic.com, you can um, sign up to become an astronaut and uh, get yourself on the list for a trip into space. Prices yet to be published. There we go. That's our Christmas gadgets here on the Gadget Guide.